Hi, it's Karen here. I'm founder and owner of Ben Breakfast Academy. I provide training to anyone who wants to set up and run their own Ben Breakfast, as well as providing marketing training to B&B owners who want to market their B&B organically without relying on paid advertising or the online travel agencies. I also manage a wonderful community on Facebook of past course attendees who help support each other through the day-to-day life of running a B&B. Today I'm going to talk to you about how to respond to negative reviews about your B&B and how not to take them personally. I always used to feel very slightly nauseous whenever the you have a new review email arrived in my inbox. My imposter syndrome chip, the one that's been saying, right, now they're going to find you out for many years, starts getting all excited. Luckily, most of the reviews I had were positive. Actually, it wasn't just luck. There was a whole lot of work went into that, but there was some luck involved. And the chimp could go back to chilling after I'd had a positive review. But very occasionally, that review pinged into my email. I remember my first negative review very clearly. I actually remember where I was sitting, what I was wearing, and what the weather was like. And that was over 10 years ago. This was a very demanding guest who I went above and beyond with all weekend, but had to ask to leave an hour and a half past check-in time because I needed to go out. And gosh, she wasn't happy. I did an awful lot to avoid poor reviews when I was running my B&B. I worked hard to attract my ideal B&B guest. I got to understand what my guests wanted from a bed and breakfast. I did my best to exceed their expectations, recognise when things went wrong before they had a chance to complain, and did my best to make it better. But luck does come into it too. No matter how hard you work, there will always be that one guest, the one who gives you two out of five for location because he actually needed to be in a town 40 miles away, or the ones that give you three out of five because the rubber duck was to our taste. I'm sure you've had people say to you that you shouldn't take things personally, especially when you receive a less than glowing review for your business. But as a bed and breakfast owner, you've probably poured your heart and soul into your business and you work very hard to maintain your standards. So when you do get a bad review, it's going to hurt. It's also unique as a business because it's very difficult to get away from unless you physically remove yourself and go away on holiday. When you're working away from home in an office or wherever your workplace is, and you've had a bad day, you can at least leave the workplace at the end of the day Go home, pour yourself a G&T or a chamomile tea and create some degree of separation from everything that's going on back at your workplace. But it's much more difficult to do that when your business is also your home. And of course, home-based business can be stressful. But the fact that you've actually got your customers living with you adds an, an added degree of potential stress. I really wish I had the magic wand to help B&B owners not take things so personally, but there isn't one. I've been working hard on this over the years and I have got to a point where the ongoing conversation, the imaginary conversation with the guest doesn't go on all night. I think it helps when you do have that negative voice in your head that just won't shut up to take a deep breath and just be aware of it before 
you end up in a three-hour conversation with your chimp at three o'clock in the morning and just try not to engage in the conversation. And, you know, just being aware of the route that your chimp is, is about to take you down is a first and a great starting point. You may have heard of the five by five rule. It's another trick that might help. When you are stressed or worried about a situation, a bad review, pause and ask yourself if what you're worried or cross about, you know, that, that negative review will matter to you in five years time or even five hours time, five days, five weeks, five months. And if the answer is no, then give yourself five minutes to worry about it. Let that chimp run around and get quite excited and worry and whatever's going on in your head, but then move on. In my experience, there are three main types of BB reviews. There are probably many more, but these, these are the three main types of reviews uh, that I've seen. The first is that wonderful review that we get, you know, that positive glowing, this is the best B&B I've ever stayed at review. And these are the reviews we all want. And 95% of the time, if you're meeting and or even exceeding guests' expectations, these are the ones you're going to get. I recommend members of my bed and breakfast marketing community create a smile file and this is where you put all of the positive reviews you get. I use a Google Doc, you could use a Word Doc or any sort of online note-taking tool. So you record your online reviews. So that might be through your booking engine, such as free to book or TripAdvisor or booking.com. So all of those fantastic online reviews, stick them in that file. And then you can also look at the ones that have been written in your guest book. If you've got one in your rooms, you know, put those in the file as well. They might be ones that are given to you in person. So if a guest gives you great feedback as they're leaving or over breakfast, write down as much as you can. Remember to write those down as well. And the small file has a twofold uh, purpose. You can refer back to it whenever you're feeling a bit fed up after receiving a negative review or a complaint from a guest. Remind yourself how lovely 95% of your guests are. Remind yourself of the guests that really enjoy staying with you. Those are the guests that you're serving and you want to focus on. It's also a great source of information when you're looking for inspiration for blog posts or social media content ideas. You can look at the sort of language your guests are using, the words you're using, what they enjoyed about their stay specifically. And, and this is particularly useful if you're one of those people who's a bit reticent about blowing your own trumpet, you're a bit modest and, and find it difficult to describe what's good about your B&B, actually just go back and, and use the words that the guests have used. The next type of review is that sort of the constructive feedback review. And these are reviews that guests leave that contain feedback about how their stay could have been a bit better because something really wasn't up to scratch or something went wrong. For example, the one that's always going wrong here, no matter how much maintenance we did, was, was something to do with the hot water. We had a lightning strike once actually fused the thermostat, which meant there was, there was no hot water. My husband was very good at turning off the hot water when we didn't have guests in. And I was particularly good at forgetting to turn the hot water back on whether we did have guests in. Or it could just be that the guest stay just didn't meet their expectations. And even with that sort of, I guess, a constructive review, it's still quite natural for us to get defensive when we get that sort of review or, or feedback or we get a complaint. 
I remember guests commenting once that there weren't enough pegs in the room. And I, I, I didn't actually say anything to her, but I was quite grumpy afterwards. Well, you know, there's, there's two on the back of the, on the room door. There's, there's two on the back of this door. There's, and, but, you know, looking at it, when, when I stood back, I thought, well, yeah, okay, I can see there, there aren't enough pegs if, you're, if you come with a whole load of coats because you don't know what the British weather's going to do. So, you know, take that deep breath and take that step back and see what, if there is any value in their feedback. So, you know, did something actually go wrong? Is it something that needs improving in your business? Now, it's not always the case that you do have to take action on a review. It might just be that your B&B isn't for that specific guest. So let's go back to the yellow duck, the, the guests who didn't like the rubber duck in the bathroom and the very expensive teddy bear on the bed. I had a whole load of guests who quite happily came back again and again and loved the teddy bear on the bed and loved the rubber duck. So was I about to change it just because of one negative comment? No, it was just, I wasn't the right place for those guests. And you just have to accept that you're just not going to appeal to everybody and not everybody is going to like you. The next thing to look at is, you know, do your marketing messages. So those in your website, the email newsletters you're sending out, your blog, your social media, do they need reviewing to ensure your guests' expectations are in line with what you're offering? Are guests assuming they're going to get one thing and they're getting something else when they actually arrive? One of my favourite guest comments with the review said, there were more flies in the room than we'd expect from a five-star B&B. I remember commenting to my husband quite grumpily, if we'd been a four-star B&B, do you think the number of flies would have been more acceptable? Whilst also sarcastically remarking that it was midsummer, they'd had the window wide open over the field, and actually three feet below this window, it were uh, a large bunch, bunch, bunch of herd of cows, <laughs> with all the things that go with cows, including flies. As I said, it's impossible to be the perfect B&B and the perfect B&B owner for everybody. The last type of re review is, is that sort of rather nasty, vindictive, what I sort of call punishment reviews. And the, these are the sorts of reviews you can receive if a guest feels slighted by something that you've done, or they've done and you've responded to. They're quite often in, inaccurate and can be plain nasty. My example right at the start uh, of my uh, first negative review was that I had to leave the guests to leave. They'd come for breakfast at 10. My checkout day was 10.30, so they'd had breakfast, gone back to their room at about quarter to 11, and then gone back to bed. And I actually had to go and say, oh, I'm very sorry, but I, I need to ask you to check out because I do have an appointment that I need to get to. And up until then, the feedback from them was glowing. And funnily enough, as, as he walked out, as this woman's partner walked out, he said, oh, we've had a lovely time. It's been great. Thank you. And then I, I got the review. I think she described the room as chintzy and small and that the views weren't up to the sort of stuff that I put on social media. Actually, she, she'd chosen the, the cheapest room. The, the, the other large room was available. So uh, there we go. See, so my chimp, my chimp sat it again. Other people in their Facebook group have received similar when they've had to ask guests to leave due to unreasonable behaviour, such as smoking in rooms, 
waking all the other guests up. And then the guests have left a review that's had nothing to do with this day, but more to do with the fact the owners had to speak to them about their behaviour. There's not much you can do with these reviews. You know, if there are inaccuracies in the review, then you can, you know, calmly correct them. But I think it's really important not to get into an online argument with these people and start going to a he said, she said, and this is what actually happened type situation. These are not your ideal guests. They won't be back. Move on. Imagine what all the people who are reading your response to that review are going to think. Think of it as a marketing opportunity. Should you ever go back and challenge a guest about a review? Now, this is a question I see raised quite often. So, for example, the guests only gave me 7 out of 10 for cleanliness. The room was immaculate. I'd spent two hours cleaning it prior to their stay. Should I contact them and ask what was wrong? And in this situation, I would always ask myself what I wanted to achieve by contacting the guests and asking them this sort of question. Am I asking because I genuinely want to know where I can make improvements? How can we make this room cleaner? Or actually, you're really feeling that the room was as clean as it possibly could be and you just want them to say they were wrong and change their review. Now, that's unlikely to happen. And I think, again, in these cases, it's just a case of let it go. Now, TripAdvisor tells us that guests will be more likely to stay at a B&B with a bad review when the owner responds constructively and positively to that review. And personally, I took the approach of responding to all of my TripAdvisor reviews. I felt that if people had taken the time to leave a positive review, they deserved as much, if not more, of my time than those who left a negative review. It can take quite a bit of mindset work, but after letting my chimp out to swear a bit, I always used to try and see a bad review as a marketing opportunity. Can I put something in my response that shows the B&B in a good light? So these are my 10 steps to responding to a negative review. The first, so step number one, is move away from the PC, the phone, the tablet. It's the crucial first step when responding to a negative review about your business is to disconnect yourself from the internet. It's really important that you do not reply straight away and end up writing something in the heat of the moment that you are going to regret. The next step is to acknowledge your feelings. If you don't have some sort of emotional reaction to receiving a negative review about your business, then you are probably Superman or Superwoman and I take my hat off to you. It's very difficult not to take it personally. As a B&B owner, you are probably responsible for all aspects of the bed and breakfast. You've designed the rooms, you've decided what goes in the rooms, you've cleaned them, you've created, cooked the breakfast, you've served the breakfast, you've chatted with guests. So it's going to hurt when someone criticises some aspect of it. So do take time to acknowledge how you're feeling and give yourself a big hug. Step three is to write the response that you'd really like to write. So while the internet is still disconnected, get a piece of paper and a pen and write the response you'd really like to write to that person, to that reviewer. Really go out, go all out, enjoy it. 
Tell them how the review has made you feel. Tell them how much hard work you've put into it. Tell them what you think of them. Get all those thoughts and feelings out on a piece of paper. Right. Feel any better? Good. Now, destroy that piece of paper. Eat it, burn it, shred it, flush it. No, don't eat it or flush it. That's not a good idea, but, you know, destroy it. And then we're on to step four. So are you ready to write your response? So rather than seeing the review as something negative, as I've said, try and see it as a marketing opportunity, way to show yourself and your B&B in a good light. I would always wait 24 hours before you actually sit down to write the response that you're going to make public. And then I recommend you open a Google Doc or a Word file and write your first drafts in there. Don't write it directly into TripAdvisor or wherever the review is. There's always a risk you might accidentally publish it before you're completely happy with it. So you want to put it into an online document that you can do a copy and paste from into um, wherever the review is. And this is going to give you the opportunity to write, review and update, review and update and review and update. Step five, remember who you're writing your review to. And the most important point here is you're not writing your response to the person who left the review. They've gone and hopefully they won't be back. You are writing your response to all the people who are going to go straight to um, the negative reviews to read what's been said and they want to see how you as an owner have responded to it. This is where your response is part of your marketing. Imagine your ideal B&B guest. Maybe you've got a perfect B&B guest that you love coming back time and time again. And imagine the sort of reply that they want to see. If they have a problem when they're staying with you, they'll want to see that you act swiftly and with grace. So write the response as if you're talking to that person. Try and get an image of them in your head. If they've left a great review for you already, go back and read their review. Look at the language that they're using in the review they've written and imagine them when you're writing your response. Step six is to keep it short. Over the years, I've helped many B&B owners edit their review response and I have to say that without exception, the first draft of their response that they send through to me is always too long. It starts to look like you're making excuses when you just see pages and pages of response. They try to address every single point in the review. I suggest keeping it to half a page, a couple of paragraphs at most, and look through and see which the the vital points to address. You don't need to address every single point. Now, step seven is acknowledging that the guest's expectations weren't met. Even if you disagree completely with what the person has written, something has gone wrong somewhere for them to write a negative review. It might be in your marketing. The guest has expected something that you don't offer. It might be your marketing is appealing to the wrong types of people. It may have nothing to do with you at all. Something you have no control over. In which case you could use your response to emphasize your policies or a service you offer. For example, if someone has complained that there were no pubs within walking distance, you could say something like, there were no pubs within walking distance, but we do offer a choice of platters for guests to enjoy in their room. 
or it's possible to get the bus, train, taxi to avoid use in the car. We're always happy to help guests uh, make arrangements. I would never mention any compensation offered in a review. It may just open the floodgates to people booking and complaining just to get a freebie. Now, if it's one of those vindictive reviews, there's NOS reviews that I mentioned at the start, don't get into a counterattack. I would correct any major damaging inaccuracies, but I wouldn't say something along the lines of, we had to throw you out. The woman who um, overstayed her welcome when she was staying with us and I had to ask to leave, I didn't comment about that at all in, in my review response. I just didn't feel it was appropriate to talk about the situation. I think step eight is to be honest with yourself. As I said, it's easy to get defensive when faced with negative feedback, but try and take a step back and look at it with neutral eyes. Did something actually go wrong or do you need to be doing something differently the way you run your business? For example, if you have no pubs within walking distance, is that absolutely clear on your website and other marketing? A bit of honesty in a review will be looked on favourably by future guests. For example, we're very sorry you didn't have enough hot water for a shower. We'd had a power cut that week and had forgotten to reset the timers. From now on, we'll be checking the hot water timer before each new guest arrival. Step nine. Now, I think this is a really important step. Before you post your response, send it to someone who is in the B&B business, but not directly involved with your business. And the reason I say this is quite often you might have a couple who's in the business, one writes the review response and the other reads it, but you're both emotionally involved in that business and it's really difficult to take that emotion out of your review. I know when I write a response to a review, I get someone out of my business to review it as well. I know all the theory about writing a good response to a review, but I still get somebody else to uh, look it over for me. I think it's important to have someone who is in the B&B business or has been in the B&B business, but not in your business. That's where the B&B community that I manage comes in really useful. But I think it's also important that you get someone who is going to be honest with you. Uh, and is not just going to look at your review and say, yeah, that's great, when they're probably thinking, oh, I wouldn't like that. So you need someone, you need to ask someone to be absolutely honest and say what you're expecting from them in terms of them reviewing your response. So step 10 is to post your response. Reread your response for that final time. Check, is it positive? Is it constructive? Is it the sort of thing that your ideal guest um, is going to enjoy reading and is going to make them more likely to want to come and stay at your B&B. So I hope you found that useful, my little run through of how I respond to negative reviews and how I've helped lots of other B&B owners respond to their negative reviews. If you're interested in working with me further, I have an online course, how to set up, run and market your own B&B. If you already run a B&B and would like more support with your marketing and to join a friendly supportive community then I have the B&B marketing membership. Go along to bnbacademy.co.uk. Thank you very much for listening and I look forward to seeing you next time.